go. Welcome to the In Search SEO podcast, where dreams are made of search marketing gold. On today's show, we crack the nut that is Google's ethical search duty. Hold your comments or not. We get into on the surf commenting. More data, and it's not one, but two SERP features are now swimming with the fishes. Plus, we return to authorship and YMYL sites because there's never enough you can say on that. I am your host, Morty Oberstein. I am joined by the deep, the delightful, and the dangerous, Jacqueline Harkum. <laughs> wow, last week I was terrifying, and this week I'm dangerous. Watch out, guys. Anyways, we have some great stuff for you all today. You are dangerous. I am. I worry about you. <laughs> you gotta watch out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey boy. Dreams are made of search marketing gold. I don't even know what that means. Why did I say that? But then again, why did I write that out beforehand? Boy, am I confused. And there goes the fourth wall. But it sounded good. You lost me. Yeah, I lost myself. Okay, you are in for it today. I have a lot on my mind. Let's open this box of joyful joyfulness with another one of Morty's pet peeves. Don't let the soothing music fool, fool you. I am not. I am not happy. Okay, I'm happy, but I'm not happy about this. Okay, have you ever searched for an animal? I mean, uh, that search for like to adopt an animal uh-huh. uh, on the on Google for an animal. Uh, uh, name an animal. Any, any animal. Uh, Don't say my mother-in-law, by the way. I kid, I kid. I really like my mother-in-law. <laughs> now, my oh, father-in-law. Okay, oh, my. back to real animals. Okay, you're asking me. Um, well, my favorite animal is a dog. So oh, let's cute. go with the dog. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... What did you expect Google to show you on the page when you do a search for for a dog breed? Okay, I don't know. A bunch of information or images on dogs and possibly links to funny dog videos. I'm a sucker for Mm. those things. So that's very good. That's what I would expect. That's what what we all expect. Okay, so you know I'm a big football fan. Go Steelers. My family's from Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. Uh Okay, Okay, fine. I'll get on to it. So I recently did a search for Rams. R-A-M-S. Rams. And what did I get? Uh. A bunch of cute pictures of cuddly rams. Yes, because rams are cuddly. I like to crawl <laughs> into bed with a cuddly ram. Oh, just don't butt, butt me in the head. I don't want that image. <laughs> cuddly rams. Okay. Um, no, there was not a single ram on the page. No pictures. No sites about rams. No surf features about rams. Not a z- zero bubkis. Really? What was it? A blank page? Oh, no, no, no. It was filled to the brim. With anything and everything about the L.A. Rams, the Los Angeles huh. Rams, right, for your hometown. Yeah. Yeah, they're back. They are an NFL football team. Woo-hoo. This is my dream right here, folks. Sports and SEO. Welcome to the Search Sports Corner. Oh, yeah, my dream. Mm-hmm. All jokes aside, everything on that darn page was about a football team. Now, maybe I just missed something. Maybe Rams have evolved from a, a hoof-horned, four-legged animal into a hard-headed multimillionaire running around with a half-damaged brain in tight, tight pants. By the way, I'm very against what pro sports has done with not taking the brain damage issue seriously. But I still watch it, so I guess I'm a hypocritical creep. I didn't say anything. Yeah, I, I did. Okay. It's like an addiction. I can't stop. Anyway, so I wasn't angry yet. This could be a one-off. Right? Maybe it's just rams. I don't know. Okay, so I ran more animals. Lions, tigers, bears. Oh, my. Oh. Right? Because except for tigers, which I don't know why this was for tigers, but fine. I got no animals. Huh. Okay? Although I guess you could argue the 80s bears might have been actual animals. Mm-hmm. Okay, but dol- dolphins, okay, sports team. Kings, right? Mm-hmm. Forget King Henry. Here's Spud Webb. Oh, uh, who? Spud Webb. Yeah, he, he played for the Sacramento Kings. It's a basketball team. Uh-huh. Okay? Right. Same. Jets, Rockets, uh-huh. search. Nothing to do with aviation. Just a football and a basketball team. I uh-huh. could go on and on and on, and I will in a second. Okay, so ask me. 
Weren't there any disambiguation boxes? But weren't there any disambiguation boxes? Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> sometimes, not for the Rams, not for a few other teams, um, i.e. the actual entity, you know, a Ram. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it didn't even qualify for a disambiguation box, which I guess is a sad, sad, okay? But it gets worse. Oh, dear God, help me. Yes, ma'am, because I shared this on Twitter, and some really nice and kind folk, like Simon Cox and Andrew Optimizy in the UK, well, they ran some of these keywords over across the Atlantic. And guess what? You know what they found for bears? What? Real bears. You know, <laughs> Mike Ditka, Mr. Trubitsky, Jim McMahon, William the Refrigerator Perry. What? The refrigerator? He was not a small man. <laughs> no, know these names. They didn't call him the refrigerator because he was tiny. You know these names. You don't know these names. You get the point. Okay, Even in the UK, you didn't get Yogi when Yogi? you searched for bear. Oh, God. Yeah, Yogi, you know, bear. Uh -huh. Who do you think I meant? Bear? I forget <laughs> another sports reference. Okay, no, no Yogi, no Smokey, not even Winnie the freaking Pooh, no real bears, no animals. Okay, in the UK, where the NFL doesn't exist, it's an American sport. It's called American football. Okay, yeah, they play two games a year in England. Okay, but what the heck is that? And to be fair, some other animals did show in the UK. If you typed in lions in the UK, I think you got back an actual lion. But most of them produce more sports teams, American sports teams. Now it gets really absurd. When I searched for senators in the U.S. and I got real politicians, I wish I got a sports team for that one, but no, I got real politicians. <laughs> Little dig there. But in Canada, when I searched in Google.ca um, for the hockey, for you get the hockey team, uh -huh. right? You get senators in the U.S. and a subpar hockey team called the Senators in Canada. Okay. Yep. Um, now, my point here is okay. This is nice. This is upsetting what's going on here but my, my my real concern are the children the children the children think about little johnny okay little johnny just imagine this little johnny's narcoleptic okay he falls asleep every day in class he comes home one day and says mommy i wish i knew what an actual dolphin looks like poor johnny just poor johnny so he goes to google and somehow he knows how to spell dolphin <laughs> even though he's never seen a dolphin okay but let's leave that technicality aside he does a search for dolphins. And instead of getting flipper, he gets a guy wearing turquoise pants, <laughs> ripping the head off a guy in a face mask helmet. Oh. Mm -hmm. Or think of little Timmy. Timmy loves planes. My kids love planes. Oh, all day long. One of my kids, my oldest. Plane, plane, planes. And all he wants to do, like mine, is learn about more planes. So he types jets, J-E-T-S, into the search box. And instead of a Dreamliner, he gets Dreamboat Joe Namath, famous Jets quarterback. Think of the children. And this brings, no, I have a point. This brings me to my real point, which is why are these queries producing, producing these sort of results to begin with? Uh, I guess because that's what most people mean when they search for something like cowboys. Oh, that's a good one. Because yeah. by the way, you could even do that yeah. in singular, cowboy, and you get nothing on Wyatt Earp, just the Dallas Cowboys, the football uh -huh. team. But you're right. Okay, Evidently, Google feels when you type in bears, you mean Chicago bears. <laughs> and the only problem is, that's not a bear. That's a football team. There is an objective definition of what a bear is, and it doesn't matter how popular the animal Chicago namesake is, a football team is not a bear. And I personally think Google has a duty, an ethical duty, to show the truth over what is popular. Let me put it like this, okay? Because if no, 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 it's just what's popular, it's what people want, okay? If fake news were popular, should Google show it over real news? No one would say that. That's my point. Yeah. But we're, right? There's no difference here. Fake news, no matter how popular, should not be shown on the SERP. And neither should fake bears.
And that's what I'm peeved about. <laughs> and this would be a good time to ask our In Search SEO podcast poll question of the week. Take it away, Jacqueline. This week's poll question is, does Google have an ethical duty to consider when displaying search results? Mm. Does Google have an ethical duty to consider when displaying search results? Mm -hmm. That is, no matter how popular an interpretation may be, does Google have an ethical duty to show the most truthful results, no matter, no matter how unpopular they may be? Meaning, should Google give us what we want or what is true? And that's a lot to chew on because there's a whole other side to this. How does Google do that? Who is Google to decide what's true? And so forth and so forth and so forth. And before we move on, oh, by the way, don't forget, the poll question will be found on the Ring Ranger Twitter account. It'll be found on my Twitter account. Jacqueline, will you be tweeting at the poll question this week? Yes, I will. Yes, you will be. And it will be in the Rank Ranger blog post, on the Rank Ranger blog, of course, where we release this very podcast on our blog on Tuesdays. Okay, so before we move on, let's take a look at our results from last week's poll question, where we asked if a source that you discuss in a, in a article should be linked to, or if a mention is enough, no link needed. Mm -hmm. Well, circa 60% of you said, uh, you should give a link. Proper etiquette, proper link practice, proper whatever. I don't know why you all said it. Well, some of you, I don't know why you, you gave an answer. Um, but most of you said, yes, link, 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 link. But to balance this out, because I put my thumb on this scale pretty heavily last week, Brandon Schmidt of YDOP said, in an ideal world, you love to get a link, but many newspapers and editorial content are going to a no-link policy. In those cases, a brand mention is great to have. And Brandon of at Brandon Schmidt on Twitter, I hear that. And that's a very balanced and understanding way that you've put that. And it's well said. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah, it's something to think about. It's something to balance off what we said last week because that is true. And that is a valid perspective. So thank you, Brandon. Don't forget to submit the Google form for this week's poll question so we can give you a shout out on the In Search SEO podcast. <laughs> wow, just, that was pretty heavy. Yeah, that was a lot. Uh, that's one way to put it. Okay. Well, let's stick with sports as we judge the SEO impact of live sports commenting on the SERP. This is not a sports show, by the way. Okay, Jacqueline, what happened with live sports commenting on the SERP? All right. Numerous websites reported that Google Search added a new feature to allow users to add their comments to the search results. This feature is only limited, though, to Sports Answer Box. Right. So this has actually been around since uh, the World Cup, it turns out, which happened a few months ago over the summer. Uh, but it, it, it seems that it's spread a bit and has become more popular. In fact, this has just been the talk of the SEO world um, over the last couple of days. So, wow. You can comment on the SERP on a live sports game. It's your dream come true? Uh, it, it is, right? I guess so. You'll, we'll, we'll get to that, actually. <laughs> you can comment on a live football game or whatever. Wow. Just wow. So much wow, wow, wow. Wonderful. Call me a cynic because I don't get it. All right? You really think I'm going to put down the burger and head over to the SERP to comment on the game? No. Okay. Oh, but people comment on Twitter and the like during a game, Morty. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to follow Joe Namath, who I mentioned before. He used to tweet his upsetness at the Jets during a Jet game. And I used to follow that. It was, that was awesome to watch Joe Namath tweet during a game. But guess what? When I share my thoughts on Twitter or wherever about a particular game, first of all, it's usually after the game, but fine. 
Uh, it's to a community, my followers, my friends. It's something I want to share with others. It's not just, I don't want to send this out there into the great abyss of the web. And I know people do that on YouTube, right? You have a live streaming event going on and people are commenting all the whole time. Great. But they're not there for that. Mm -hmm. They're there to watch the live stream. And it's there anyway, the commenting ability. Who watches a game on the SERP? No one. Now that, that would be smart for Google. But I'm not heading over specifically to the SERP to share my excitement, which in a way is an intimate thing. In a, in a way. What do, you, what do you think? I mean, look, I don't know much about sports, but what if you watched the game on the SERP and it offered you different insights or updates that... I don't know. I don't even know where you watch sports online. <laughs> but who knows? If Google offered more than we're currently watching, would you? Yeah, so that, yeah, that's my point. If Google offered additional content right. that would draw me to the SERP to do something right. during the game, if not watch the game, something, then yeah, that makes sense. But to me, this is just Google trying to make up for Google+. Plus yeah. And getting a social media foothold where they just lost one. And my association to Google is going to be to get information, not to interact with the world. And I don't get, this is what I don't get. Why is that so bad? Why is it so bad that a user's association is to get information from the SERP? And, and there's a certain need that Google has to sort of reshape my unconscious associations to the SERP, not to get too Freudian on you. What's wrong with, like, what's wrong with leaving it as it is? It's a place to find information. Okay, I don't see the library trying to become the YMCA. Okay, that's why I give this a giant zero on the SEO impact meter. Now let's go to the videotape as we are about to go data. That was good, you like that pivot? Because we're about to discuss video carousel data and let's go to the videotape as an old sports catchphrase. Uh -huh. Nice, uh-huh. Nice, uh-huh, okay. Okay, so this week, two data tidbits, two data tidbits, <laughs> two data tidbits for you this week. One, video carousel. Whether they be on desktop, whether they be on mobile, whether they be here, whether they be there, they are now harder to find as we've tracked a pretty much global decrease in Google's video carousels. We're talking about a 30% loss in the US on desktop. So if you're banking on being in the video carousel, and I've seen people more and more and more want to get into that video carousel and bank a large part of their visibility strategy on that, just check your URLs and see if the feature is still applicable to your keywords. Number two, image boxes. Another big and global downshift. Mobile and desktop have seen a large image box loss. Here we're talking about a 25% decrease on both mobile and desktop in multiple markets. So on this one, I actually dug into, uh, into a bit of the data and got a weird sort of um, pattern or lack of pattern that I saw. Okay, first thing. It does not appear to me that Google swapped the image box for another feature. Meaning, it didn't take the images and throw them into a feature snippet or throw them into the knowledge panel, and now there are more knowledge panels showing all these images. Two, I did see a lot of product and service keywords lose the feature on the SERP. But at the same time, I saw a ton of product and server service keywords keep their image boxes, so, so go figure. Same for hotel keywords, a lot lost. At the same time, a lot stayed. So there goes that theory. I did see some brand names, um, I think it was Bosch and PlayStation lose some of their of the, the image box for their keywords, but nothing too crazy. I know Dr. Pete said he saw that, um, but they track a totally different data set that uses high volume keywords than we do, so it certainly could be the case. We're just not gonna see that in the data set that we track, which is more normalized. Okay, 
Uh, I'll keep trying to see if I can find anything out there when I have time. And when the heck is that? But yeah, in in theory, I could spend more time on this. Okay, done with data, but still want more insights on the SEO industry and the latest news trends and the latest patterns going on on there? Well, here's Jacqueline with the news. On Friday, there were reports that Google updated, which still hasn't been confirmed, that a good amount of the search community noticed a pretty large shift in the ranking and traffic. Yeah, so the Rank yeah. Risk Index caught that. Mm-hmm. Our handy-dandy search fluctuations tool, which you should definitely check out. Uh, so we caught that. Uh, there was a little bit of an increase. I would say, I think if the if I remember correctly, the, it was around 74, 75 out of 100, the Rank Risk level. That's the level of fluctuations reached about 74, 75 out of 100. So based on that, yeah, there's a there was an interesting or significant uptick. We did dig into this a little bit mm-hmm. and saw that some of the sites that were impacted by this last little update were a, a reversal of the last update that happened around mid-October. So that's that. All okay. Right. Google's hotel local packs gets a major visual makeover and adds an additional slot for four listings. So yeah. this is big in a uh-huh. way. I like Great. these changes. Me too. I mean, like, I like talking about them. Okay, it means that the listings that make it into a local pack for hotels are so much more visible than before. It makes a local pack hard to miss. So even if you don't like the three listings in it, you're going to open the local finder and not scroll down the page at least as much as you would have prior to this change. And I I don't see that any other way. If you have not seen Mm -hmm. the local pack for the hotels yet, definitely check that out. All right, moving on. Google seems to be testing the number of bookings that's happening through a local service ads directly in the Google Ads. Mm, okay, so that's spicy. Spicy. Okay, who are you going to choose? The plumber with 100 God. bookings or the plumber with 10 bookings? If Google's showing you the number of bookings, hey, you know, that guy's got 100 bookings right. and this plumber's only got, Johnny's Plumbing's got 100 bookings and Tim's Plumbing Services, Inc. only has 10. What would be interesting is that if there is a zip code overlap, mm. so that one service company just shows up more often than the other one because they service more than one zip code, mm-hmm. right? So it's not that they have more bookings per impression. Right. They just have more bookings because there are more impressions. What I would like to see here is I want to see Google show you the bookings per impression. Mm. That would tell you, oh, this guy showed up X amount of times. His plumbing service got X amount of bookings but it's all relative to the number of impressions yeah yeah well thank you for the news madam let's get right on to something we have not talked about here in the recent past the quality rater guidelines i'm joking we talk about it all the time um google's search quality rater guidelines as our content of the week comes from the great the grand the gifted mark trapehagen and eric inga of stone temple consulting In case you don't know, in case you're living under a rock, Mark and Eric have a video series called Here's Why. And in this episode, they tell you, here's why, uh, who authors your content matters. So they get right into the thick of this battle over if Google is algorithmically doing some of the things or similar things to what they're asking their raters to do in the quality rater guidelines. And this has become such a touchy topic with lines being drawn in the proverbial sand. Google has weighed in on this more than once. And sort of deny this is happening, saying there is no one-to-one matchup between the algorithm and the guidelines. Now, that is a bit of a funny way to say that, because you could have just said simply, no, we are not doing that. So I don't know what's up with this one-to-one matchup statement, because 
no one was advocating that. No one was saying there is a one-to-one matchup between the algorithm and the quality rate or guidelines. So why say that? It's just another one of those, there's more than meets the eye with this statement from Google. And in doing that sort of thing, it's sort of like political talk. You sort of figure out what they're actually implying. It's mystery talk that Google has done over here. There's no one, there's no one-to-one matchup. In my opinion, implies there is a bit of a matchup in a way. Because otherwise, you just would have said, no, mm-hmm. there's no matchup. You get my drift? Okay. Anyway, my annoyance aside, I loved this piece of Mark and Eric, which is why we're featuring it here, obviously. Uh, do you want to know why? I would love nothing more in life than to know why, please. Really? You tell. Yes. But, wow. Yes, you are so easy to please. I, I, I like to think so. Did you, wow. I know. Amazing. Okay. Well, it's perfect because it was the perfect way to frame the issue. Okay, they go through the whole history of Google vis-a-vis authorship. authorship. Uh, more, they offer a nice balance to the issue. And that's really, there's all this debate going back and forth, blah, 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 blah. But they do a nice job balancing that. And they do that by emphasizing that it's pretty darn clear that Google has what they refer to as an interest in authors. And they go on to say that considering who writes your content is, of course, a benefit. Because if Google does officially go with authorship as a ranking factor, well, you'll be in a good position. Mm-hmm. right? And that's really a good point. There is definitely a strong interest in authorship. Google has a strong interest in authorship. And site quality from a purpose perspective. Right, both those two things together, right? Because authorship is all about site quality, right? right? And that definitely points to something. There's something, there's a momentum. I've talked about this before. It's always important to know where the momentum is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you mean to say if Google couldn't do it algorithmically, algorithmically now, big word to chew on, <laughs> right? If they could, would they? Let me ask you that. Yeah. If they could, would they? I don't know. Come on, of course they of course would. Of course they would, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, we saw this with the medic update. I very much feel that Google was doing something along the lines of what we see of the new guidelines, okay, in line with the general thrust of the new guidelines, not one-to-one. But from the sites that he analyzed, it looked like Google was able to see if a site was living a life in accordance with its intent profile. A content site actually being a content site and not an undercover e-commerce site. So authorship evaluating authorship algorithmically Mm -hmm. from what I saw is not a big stretch at all but we shall see as time goes on I assume or we won't then we'll keep discussing this and trying to speculate endlessly (laughs) on and on and on and on and on all right on to something a bit less controversial as I Morty display my out of left field sense of humor with the fun SEO send-off question So sometimes I write these questions just so I can offer what I think is a funny answer. Like, I don't like the question so much. I mean, I like the question, but I love the answer for it. Are you ready? This is one of those times, obviously. That's nice that you think you're funny. Ouch. <laughs> Ow. I had to. It was too I'm, easy. I'm sorry, folks. The podcast is going to end here. Too so I can, I'm going to go cry in a corner. <laughs> and here we go. This week's fun SEO send-off question is, what kid's book is Google? Are you serious? Yes. I am uh, serious. You know I'm serious because I gave you the question two days ago. I know, and it was difficult to come up with one. <laughs> no, I literally no, had to go through okay. my child's let, book. Like, Let me give you a little behind the scenes of what goes on with this podcast. Okay. So I'll, I'll you know, make up the segments, and I'll say, okay, here's, a, here's the uh, send-off question. And Jacqueline will look at it, and she'll first she'll mock me for the question. Definitely, like, are you serious? Like, yes, I'm dead serious. We're yes. going to answer this on the show. Uh-huh. And then you should get an answer you know, back in, I don't know, an hour, maybe. Yeah, typically. This, this one, time, 
No. Uh, yeah, this no. Actually, I, need, I need a few days to Morty, think about this. You need to give me the weekend, okay? And I literally <laughs> spent like a day. I was like, God, how am I going to answer this question? I'm sorry I ruined anyway, your weekend. Anyway, it's not, uh, not to say that my answer is a good one, but I chose, I, ha- I literally went through my daughter's books. Oh, cool. And I went, The Whale Who Ate Everything. And basically, mm. it's a funny little tale about a very hungry whale who eats a little too much for his own good. And I'm not saying Google is in any way over their head, but they sure do like to be a part of everything. Mm, nice. Yes. That's very literary of you. Yes. Mm, Very. (laughs) In the book corner. Um, (laughs) My turn. Yes. I didn't go with something as sophisticated as that. (laughs) I went with, where's Waldo? Oh, come on. That's like perfect. Where's Waldo? Sure. Because because Google and search and, you know, we're searching for Waldo. That's literal. That's good. That's good. Impressed. Oh, God. That was corny. That's good. Okay. Well, I hope, we hope you have enjoyed this episode of the in search seo podcast that will do it for us it's the in search seo podcast because we're all in search of something thank you for tuning in see you next time